From our studios at historic Arnold's Park Amusement Park, it's Okaboji Broadcast with Jeff Thee. Welcome to Okaboji Broadcast, everybody. I'm Jeff Thee, coming to you from our studios right here in Arnold's Park Amusement Park. My guest today is Amanda Olson with Champion State of Mind, and also with us is uh, uh, Murphy, our friend Murphy, the therapy yes. dog. Yes. Wave, wave at the nice people there, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, how are you today? Good. Very good. Thanks very for good. coming in and joining me. Absolutely. Thank you. I wanted to talk to you, and we've been trying to arrange a... a and you're such a busy it's gal. It's been busy. I, yeah. I know what I had. But, you know, mental health is a very, I don't know, for some reason, a very special subject for me. Sure. And I... I look at things that have fallen through the woodwork for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And even just in the last week, you know, we've had two mass shootings. And, you know, I I think mental health still tends to be one of those whispered about subjects Mm -hmm. that we don't address enough. And the last 12 months has not done mental health any favors no whatsoever no, not at all so maybe just revisit real quick and we've got some politics to talk about but uh, yes yeah, fun fun yeah. stuff right yeah uh, uh, but a little bit of what champion state of mind is and, and what you do there amanda yeah absolutely uh champion state of mind uh is based in Estherville, iowa and we are a mental health and substance use company so we provide uh, individual uh, group family couples counseling uh, for both mental health and substance use services. Uh, we actually will be celebrating five years this year. Wow. Come hey, June. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so it's very exciting. Yes. Um, and we have grown to uh, just over 10 providers now um, in six different locations. And then clearly this last year, uh, we have started our own adventure into the telehealth world. Um, uh-huh. So we we have been uh, extremely busy yeah. uh, in the past year. And of course, we've got Murphy. Um, as he can see, he's made himself very comfortable next to you already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, when he realized that I have a, a puppy too, first the, the smelling started, and then I, I keep treats in my pocket. So I, it helps. I can't resist. <laughs> I can't help myself. Murphy had to get a treat, and from then on, right by my side. There you go. Yep. And so um, Murphy is a certified therapy dog, and so he comes to work with me every day in the, in the Estherville office. Um, and then we also do uh, volunteer work uh, when it when it's allowed. COVID's kind of limited that this past year, uh, but we volunteer at schools, nursing homes, uh, hospitals uh, where we can. But uh, mainly, he comes to the office and he spends time with clients. Um, a lot of people enjoy spending time with him. Yeah. Kind of a mascot for us, but he also helps um, clients just feel more comfortable He's in the in office. He's in the mental health business, too. He, he is. doesn't even realize it. He, he just loves the love. I, I think he enjoys his job very much. <laughs> if we, if He's he, wagging. That, that's a good sign of it. He's <laughs> wagging back to you. If he'd call it a job. I, <laughs> yeah. He loves his job. So. Well, you know, and you talked about um, telehealth, and, and we were all kind of forced into the... Uh, uh, telecommunications business of uh, with, with Zoom and anything else yep. that came our way. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> did it bring an avenue to you that maybe that uh, prior you're like, oh, this is a nice tool if we need it. To all of a sudden we can use this a lot if we have to. Yeah. Uh Pre-COVID, I guess we will say, uh, telehealth was not used very much, at least in in our business, in in our company, um, because uh, the reimbursement, it wasn't there, it wasn't at full rate, and plus there were a lot of additional stipulations um, where the client needed to be, where the provider could be. if, if people had to be in the room with the client, if they were um, 
on uh, in the physical location right. uh, of the office. Um, and then it, it just really wasn't used, at least for therapy, mental health services. I mean, you might have seen telehealth used in, in specialty situations or psychiatrists, for example, just started to get into that realm. Yeah. Insurance companies recognized it, but not mental health therapy. So when, when COVID um, came in, uh, we as a company um, had to make some very quick changes. Yeah. Um, so uh, frankly, in about a week, week and a half time, we took hundreds of clients and we transferred them to telehealth. Yeah. And that was a massive undertaking. Um, I, I can't rave enough about how amazing uh, the champion staff um, and, and providers were in that entire uh project. Um, yes. We all just came together and said, okay, what do we need to do to make this happen? Yep. And then even our clients too, because I mean, they don't know what's going to happen. Well, sure. um, they, they, We've got this global pandemic happening, but they still have their daily life issues that they're working through. And, and, and we as providers still want to be there for them. We want to support them, but now they're not coming to the office, yeah. but they still need that contact with us. How we're going to do that. So so many people had to overcome that level of adversity very quickly um, and so many people did and i i was so proud of everybody that did that and here we are a year later and um, a lot of people are still using telehealth a yeah. lot of people are and it, it's been fascinating to watch that growth over the year yeah. now we have people who ask for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden we're like uh I don't feel like getting out of my pajamas, so can we just do a Zoom call or whatever? You know, you'd be surprised how many people just kind of roll over and go, yep, here I am. <laughs> and you know what? That works. Yeah. That's fantastic. If yeah. you're able to meet with your provider and get your needs met yeah. and you're yes. seeing progress towards your goal, that's fantastic. Yes. That That's what we're here for. If it's in-person or telehealth, that that is what we're here to do. So even though we didn't necessarily see the situation coming with COVID, um, and transitioning to telehealth, we faced it dead on and said, all right, you know what, what can we do? How can we make the best of the situation? And it's not just our company. So many other companies had to do this. So many other um, uh, different mediums had to do this too. Yeah. And, and I think people are learning that there's actually growth that has come out of this. And, and that's a huge positive if we can see out of this very tragic situation yeah. with the pandemic. Well, you, you know, I, I think that's part of recovery, too, of uh, the, looking for that silver lining. You know, Absolutely. Uh, the, the fact that this happened in this day and age instead of 30 years ago. I mean, the mm -hmm. world truly would have shut down. There, there was right. no ifs, ands, or buts. So we had options. We, we learned how to innovate and, and uh, uh, in some ways we'll be richer for it and appreciating personal contact again. Yes, and yes. As well as... Uh, I found a new way to conduct business that uh, is efficient, is, is not uh, uh, overwhelming with uh, having to use uh, resources, and mm -hmm. so there are yeah. there are things that uh, came out of this that are good. Let's talk about you've been so busy on this, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> we we have right, Murph. Yes. But, but let's face it. Part of the reason that um, mental health can fall through the cracks that yeah. sometimes again go back to the whispering about it. Mm -hmm. And that's because uh, funding through, whether it's state government, federal government, um, for years I watched it, to, to slash, slash, slash. Yes. And mental health workers would be pleading to legislators saying, we're losing people. Yeah. And 
so you've been working this is a house file 294 that actually has passed the iowa legislature and it's it kind of sitting in the senate right now yeah it, it's kind of stuck to be yeah. honest and, and so you know jeff when you and i were talking about things that we needed to, to really cover today i i wanted to bring this to the forefront because it is so unbelievably important that we have um, the support of the state of Iowa yeah. um, because it's not just about supporting the citizens of Iowa, but it's also the businesses too. And, and we need um, bills like this to pass to help us mental health in so many aspects. I can't even begin to describe um, the ripple effect yeah. um, that a bill like this in a positive manner would have, um, not just on us as providers, but our families and our client. I right. mean, I, it, it's just, it's astronomical how big of an issue this is. And, and you're absolutely right, we've been very, very busy. There's been a lot of advocacy that's been going on at the state level, um, trying to get this bill um, to get attention. <laughs> yeah. As, yeah. let's be honest, there's a lot, how many bills say they want attention i get that yeah but this one really really needs attention and, and let me paint this picture here okay? okay the state of iowa already is short mental health providers pre-covid all right we already know that right. this this is nothing new you watch the news mental health is already an issue pre-covid we already don't have enough providers we already don't have enough hospital beds we're already on the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to these issues right. pre-pandemic. Yeah. Then the pandemic hits, okay? Then we add telehealth, which is now looking back a fantastic tool that we were able to utilize. And we had uh, federal support, we had state support, we've got insurance company support to offer telehealth services to our clients. Thank goodness it was there. Yes. Okay, and, and a lot of insurance companies actually went back and, and offered financial support to um, to their to their individuals as well, right, saying, okay, right. we're gonna not, you don't have to pay co-pays. I mean, they were doing everything they could to try to help. Yeah. Again, fantastic, all right? So here we are, we're on the front lines doing what we can. Now here we are towards what we hope is an end yes. right where yeah. I, I don't i don't want to say it is but if, when we do this it's like oh i can see a light i can right. see it out there yeah right we got this vaccine people are people are starting to rally we see hope yes. on the other end well now we start talking money again yeah um which is where this bill comes in right and so, and, and I'm just going to look at my paper here because I'll be honest, Please politics do. is not my, my day job. <laughs> um, and so I just wanted to highlight um, what this bill is. Um, so it's um, HF 294 is the bill. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, what the bill is specifically is telehealth, um, meaning that the delivery of healthcare services through the use of real-time interactive audio and video or other real-time interactive electronic media regardless of where the healthcare professional and the covered person are each located. Um, it does not include the delivery of healthcare services delivered solely through audio only in this case, um, but it is like FaceTiming. Okay, right. so this bill yeah. isn't gonna cover the telephone, right. which we've been able to do up to this point, but it is gonna cover Skype, Zoom, that, that concept. All those, yeah, uh, visual measures, yep. right, yes. Yep. And the big pieces are a health carrier will reimburse at the same rate as the health carrier would apply to the same health care service for mental health conditions, illness, injury, or disease provided in person. 
okay? And a health carrier shall not require that any additional healthcare professional be located in the same room as a covered person. And this would take, if, if this would affect immediately um, and be retroactive to January 1st of 21. Okay. All right, so in a nutshell, okay? Yeah. Reimbursement rates for telehealth services equal face-to-face -face for providers like right. myself. Yeah. Re it also removes the site of service location, meaning that the client doesn't have to be in the office. Right. The provider doesn't have to be the office. The client provider can be at home, yeah. Doesn't anywhere. even have to be in the same town. Nope, doesn't have to be in right. the same town, okay? Right. And the removal of a person having to be in the room with a client for telehealth to count, because like I said in the past, a client might have to go to like our, our office and then we might have to provide a staff member to sit in the room with them mm -hmm. for it to count as a true telehealth service. This right. bill would eliminate that. Okay. So It's easing the way for, for you and for those who mm -hmm. need help. Right, absolutely. It, it, it is allowing us to continue to do our job the way we've been doing it yeah. through um, COVID. And, and the thing are the statistics are supporting that this works. Right. I mean, I, oh goodness, I had to stop um, with statistics. I had so much to go through, but here's just a few ideas to give you how important this is, okay? Right. So pre-pandemic, people were reporting anxiety and depression were um, at 11%, okay? Now, during the summer of 2020, which is, these are CD, CDC statistics, okay. they're reporting that anxiety and depression are greater than 50%. From 11 to greater than 50. Okay, and that that that's six months ago, yeah, by that, the way. Yeah, I mean, the, the, we don't completely, have... Completely different picture now, right, yes. Right, okay. Um, and then when it comes to telehealth, you know, we saw 2018 to 19 an increase in telehealth by 400, uh, 460%, but in 2020, the increase was 6,000%. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you can fathom that. I can't fathom that. Wow. Um, and then the other thing to keep in mind, too, is our cancellation and no-show rates as providers drastically decreased. Just like you said, I can roll over and just get out of bed. Well, yeah, here I am. Yeah. Right there, right? And when we have our cancellations and no-show no decreases, again, that's a ripple effect. People are getting served more. Right. Their needs are getting met. Yes. They're feeling better. Yes. Okay? And then that has a ripple effect on their family, their friends, their coworkers. I mean, when I say how you big of a deal. you got a steaming teapot. Oh, my gosh. And you take that lid off and let, let that pressure out. Yes. Yes. Yes, you, we need to do this. And then, again, the other part about this bill that opens the door is that it allows specialists to see um, our citizens in the state of Iowa that don't live here, but they can still see the specialists. And that's another piece that we don't, we don't have a lot of specialists in Iowa either compared to other states. Right. But with a bill like this, which says, we're going to pay you what you're worth, by the way, yeah. we're gonna pay you full rate, these specialists are going to agree and get licensed in the state of Iowa and say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. What is that also going to, what kind of ripple effect is that gonna have if you're gonna get access to specialists versus taking time off from work, right. taking kids out of school, having to drive how many hours away oh, yeah. to get to these specialists yes. when I can just pull my phone out, I'm yeah. right here. Yeah. I oh mean, my gosh. I mean, these applications are for every other aspect of our life. How about something as important as mental health? 
Yes. You know, if, if we could use our phones to give ourselves a shot, that'd be great too. That would be great. <laughs> that'd yes. be great. But we're not there yet. We're but, not there yet. But no. for people to be able to access help for mental health, iPad, phone, computer screen, telephone, whatever it is, it'd be available. This bill is giving us the opportunity to support exactly what the state of Iowa has been stating that they want to do, which is increase support, the access to mental health services in the state of Iowa. I don't understand as a citizen, as a provider, as a business owner, I am having the most difficult time wrapping my mind around how a bill like this could get stuck or not pass, which by the way, in the House, it had bipartisan support, right? We were, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, you said it passed... Uh, 90, what, 5 to, to 1? What, you're right, 95 yeah, yeses. Very much bipartisan. Yes. So it has passed the House. It sits in a committee in the Iowa Senate right now. Why is it sitting? Yeah. Why is it sitting, guys? The, if you're going to preach that mental health is so in need in the state of Iowa, which it is, I'm, I'm on the front lines with our staff and providers every single day. Right. I can attest to that. Yes. This bill would be showing us that you're going to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Right. You need to support us as providers, as companies, to not only say that you are important, that you're worth this, but also to show uh, upcoming generations and mental health providers that you're worth it too. Yes. So, because think about this. If you're a provider in the state of Iowa and you're watching this, okay, or your student, you know, coming into the field, and you're like, so Minnesota is going to pay 100% for private insurance companies, which, oh, by the way, um, Medicare and Medicaid have already made comments that they are going to pay at 100%. This bill is focused on private insurance companies. Right, right. Okay? Okay. So federal has already said, yes, we're going to pay full parity at 100%. Right. This is private. So if you're an individual sitting in the state of Iowa going, okay, I'm going to get 75 or lower than 100% full parity. But Minnesota, which is how many miles away from here? Yeah, it's, it's about a 15-minute drive. Right, right. <laughs> um, they're going to pay 100 Let's be honest. What's going to stop you getting a license up there and seeing clients up there? Absolutely. You, you know, it's a business. It's a business. You're, you're, you're working to make a profit so you can t- continue right. to provide services and hopefully improve services. Uh, if you're working at 75% of what you would normally get, yeah, what's your incentive? It's like, boy, that's the deal of the century. Why wouldn't I provide mm-hmm. in Iowa? Mm-hmm. And the, Silly. And, and this is also happening not just Minnesota, but Nebraska, sure. Wisconsin. It's all these. All these states are also crossing into these same issues. Why is Iowa dragging their feet? Why are we not on the front lines showing exactly what we should be doing to support our citizens, to support our state when it comes to mental health? Because again. The pandemic has not helped mental health. Suicide rates are drastically up. Substance use is drastically up. Um, Overdose is drastically up. This is not the time. Domestic abuse. I mean, oh my gosh, child abuse. Yes. There's a reason why it's been a little hard to sit down with you. Well, and as we where we sit now, Amanda. uh, Yeah. Had comments from uh, within the committee in the Iowa Senate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I I would. I would support this, but again, at the 75% uh, 
in, instead of let's do what the neighboring states are doing to help our people and our providers in Iowa. Right. Yes. Right. And, and keeping in mind, too, that, and, and this is, it, we're going to talk a little bit more business-minded here. Hi, Murphy. We're just going <laughs> to sniff the toes there. Yeah, that's all right. And we're going to, again, we're going to come back to the, the comments here. Because the state of Iowa, within the state of Iowa, we have MHDS regions, okay? They are responsible for paying for the core mental health services when no one else will. Right. So there's multiple regions. The money that goes into those regions, that comes from property taxes. Yes. Okay? We, we know this. Yeah. comes from property taxes. Right. That's where that money goes in. So if a private insurance company, which again is what this bill is stating would need to pay up full parity, if a private insurance company won't pay, these companies are going to have to go find money somewhere to stay in business. Right. They're going to turn to the regions, which is property taxes. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> come on. I, I don't want to talk about money. You know, as a provider, I'm here for the clients, okay, but I'm also a business owner. What exactly? I, there yes. is we, we can't see the clients unless there's a business. And I can't have a business if every time we turn around, we're getting cut off at the knees because someone's trying to save a buck. Absolutely. And, and, and speaking as a, a county supervisor, sure. you know, we would love to do more, but mm -hmm. we are hamstrung. Yes by something that has not been revisited since like 1997 as to mm -hmm. where we cap what we can do for our local citizenry. Absolutely, yes. and and I know that that property tax rate as well has not been increased for years. I do not remember the year, um, but it also hasn't changed too. And so, and in the past how many years they've also, these regions have also been told that they have to add more uh, resources. They have to pay for more resources. But there's not necessarily additional funding that's been added. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and, and uh, do more, but the, oh, the, but what? yeah, but no more money. What? To do. Yeah. Someone explain that one to me. Yeah. So we've got this bill saying private insurance companies we're going to hold you to the same standard as paying for 100 percent, you know, parity. We're going to say yes, you have to pay the full prices in person. Right. Okay. If you don't, these businesses run the risk of, of not being in business, yeah. guys. <laughs> I say that as a business owner, that this is not just a small feat, this is a big deal. Right. And again, we're talking about mental health, going back to the ripple effect. If you don't have providers in the state of Iowa, what are you gonna do? Uh, and another aspect is someone's like, oh, we've got these, um, and I, I, I've seen them myself, You've got uh, people who have talked about, you know, doing online uh, telehealth services with these national companies. Okay, they've been really hitting hard, like on Facebook and right. and Twitter and um, Instagram and things like that. Which again, that's great, but that's money leaving the state. Yeah, that's yeah. not supporting the, your people yeah, here. Support our lo I mean, local control, local support is the best because yes. it affects you and I and our neighbors and our friends and family. Right, uh, absolutely. Anytime you get up to the state national level, um, we're, who's that helping? You know, we got to take care of us. <laughs> the money's, if you start paying national companies like that, which by the way, a lot of those national companies, they're not using the insurances by the way, it can, ends up being out of pocket for individuals, yeah. which isn't easy for, for most. Right. Again, still money leaving the state. Yeah. And people are still paying for their insurance again for what it's it's just this circular issue that we keep coming back to this i want i'm going to make this very very clear this is not a telehealth parity bill this is access to mental health services right. this is access 
There's not extra hours in the day that somehow us as providers are going to start raking in the money. This is just giving our clients mm -hmm. another opportunity to access services that may not be in person. Yeah, and, and let me accent that with our local clients. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to take care of those around us. It's a healthier community. It's yes. a healthier area. And so it, it's right now, again, in committee in the uh, Iowa Senate. Mm -hmm. So would you recommend to people to get a hold of their state senator? And ours is, is Zach Whiting. Yes. Uh, but uh, in, what is the committee? Um, um, it is the Human Resources Committee. Okay. All right. Um, that is, that's where it is at right now. Uh, Senators Elder, uh, and I, I feel so bad. It, <laughs> I can't say their names. This is so bad. Um, I'll let you. I'll help you make sure I don't botch their names here. Okay, here. I'll, I'm so bad at I'll this. I'll take a, a stab at it. We got. I uh, feel so terrible. Senators Elder Costello. Thank you. And Mathis, who are thank on the you. Human Resources Subcommittee. Thank, thank you. I'll be thank here you. all week. Thank you. I, I talk with people. I, I don't necessarily remember politics isn't my my day job. Um, they they are some of the, the the main components that we've been uh, instructed to contact, but also your, your primary um, legislators. Right. They're, they're suggesting yeah. that we contact. Um, but I just wanted to give a shout out. Um, I've been doing um, some advocacy uh, days and, and having one-on-one um, -on -one conversations with the, the following organizations, the Iowa Mental Health Counselors Association, the National Association of Social Workers, and the Iowa chapter um, with NAMI. Um, and they have, oh my gosh, they have been doing phenomenal work um, advocating and lobbying for us and, and trying to show the support of why this bill is so important. Yeah. And, you know, as providers, you know, it, it's encouraged that they, that people join with these organizations and rally around that so we, we can talk as a group and, right. and stand together as a group. Um, but if you're looking for resources, they have fantastic resources that I know I've already spoken with you about that maybe we can post those together that if anyone's looking to um, have some ideas and ways to speak with um, legislators, uh, the main component that we are finding is you can email. That's just fine. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Um, phone calls are even better. In person or telehealth or, or uh, yes. virtual visits is the best. And putting a story of why it matters to you yeah. is what gets Make it to personal. people. And, mm -hmm. and I can speak uh, as a, a public official, elected official, that personal and yeah, a text, an email is great. It gives you information. But when you hear a human voice or, or talk to someone and you've got a personal connection and they tell yeah. a, a story of, this is how it's affected my family, mm -hmm. uh, you do take a bit more notice. You do. And and I, I just want to share one of the stories um, that, that I know really has, uh, that I heard that really resonated with me um, was one of these advocacy group days that I was with. Um, an individual was on the call and, and, and they're a farmer and they they opened up and said, you know what, I've, I've been seeking uh, mental health services but I've been doing it telehealth. And they said that telehealth has been such an asset to them because normally to access services in person, they'd have to stop the tractor, get out of the tractor and drive how many hours because they're rural. Yeah and see, have their session, drive back, so half a day to a day that they would lose of work 
to access the service. The service is needed and they would do it. But guys, farmers are the backbone of our state. Yes. I mean, if, if you have any idea, even just a day, the ripple effect, the domino effect that can happen with farmers, what that does. But this, this individual said, I know, you thought I had a treat, didn't you? <laughs> they said, I was able to stay in the tractor and turn on my phone. Yes, yes. And get the same service. <laughs> yes, yes. And you and I have talked about this before, but, you know, us guys, us macho men, mm -hmm. uh, to walk into somewhere to get service, yeah. who, who's seeing me? Who are my neighbors and friends? What are they going to think of me? You pick up one of these and or a phone whatever it is the privacy and the privacy mm -hmm. you feel so much more secure that this is between to, between myself and to whom i'm speaking absolutely yes absolutely and there there's so many benefits to this bill and it is again i'm i'm really struggling to find out why we can't move this forward why are we not as a state standing behind it and using it as a prime example of right. what it needs to be for the rest of the United States of what it means to support yes. mental health in in a pandemic, post-pandemic, and, and whatever that means for, for mental health and substance following. We don't know. Yeah. What we do know is what we, what we have today, and what we have today is a greater need than we did a year ago. Yes. This is not the time to be cutting corners. Yeah. And if you think you're gonna save a dollar here, I promise you, you're not gonna save a dollar when these individuals don't get services yeah. because they're gonna show up in your ERs. They're gonna show up in your inpatients. They're gonna show up in your specialty clinics. They're gonna show up in Dickinson County lockup. And lockup too. Well, gosh, we that's uh, another day. We'll have uh, uh, to, that's another you're day, right. The money's but, gonna go there too. This is not the place, Yeah. not the place right. for all these reasons and much more. But I will um, make these uh, reasons available to you, Jeff. Um, we'll put it with the post. And, yep. and then um, also NAMI has some great resources too on how to structure your story when you're, when you're talking to your legislator. Because again, that personalized yep. piece is kind of what, what helps people understand why this is so important. Yeah. And, and there's right, also Murphy? legislative forums that are published that uh, you yeah. go and talk to your your legislator they're right there right now absolutely and and they like that too mm -hmm. let me point it's not that they're dodging this i mean no no uh, no no no, um, no point out that they like to get this is how you find information this is how you can find out how you can help so mm -hmm. let them help you let them know you need help is what you need to do yeah, yeah. you make contact but make an effort they yeah. they need to see that they they want to hear from us yes but they don't want to hear just noise they yeah. they need to hear why is this important because let's be honest they've got a lot of noise already sure but if something's as important as this is, they, the more people that we can get behind rally, and this isn't just providers. We're, we're talking about any individual, any citizen in the state of Iowa that has access telehealth services or a family member. Mm -hmm. And you gotta think about that, this is future. So if you, if you ever might need it yeah. yourself, a family member, a child, this, there's reason to support this. Yeah, and in addition to just one last point, and that is, uh, as far as the legislature goes, you know, they had a shortened session last year and, mm -hmm. and to bring things to the top, to bring the cream to the top, uh, and they're trying to bring stuff from last year that they wanted yeah. to get through that. So we're talking about a, just a, a funnel and they have funnel weeks, literally. And yep, they, they do. And they do. Uh, to get yours to the, the, the front of that funnel, 
sometimes you have to bring a little more attention to it and let them know that it's important. So, uh, yes, we ask people to contact uh, these senators, the website and, and uh, link, and um, let them know if it's important to you, by golly. Let them know it's important to you. Absolutely. Well, thank you very, very much. I, I hope that um, I did it justice. I will have to contact all of these senators that I clearly can't pronounce their last name <laughs> and, and send them a, a sincere apology uh, myself, including why this bill is so important. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. Right, Murphy? That's Even right. if you mispronounce your name for most of them, it's maybe the <laughs> nicest name they get called once in a while, man. <laughs> oh, I try. I try. I try. No, but... You know, we're still here. Um, we, we still do the best we can on taking clients. Um, uh, you, you know, right now there is um, there is a waiting list, but we're doing the best we can to meet the needs and, and we continue to try to look and hire people too. But um, a bill like this as well also, also opens the door for us to hire other people yep. um, who maybe don't live in the state, but can be licensed in Iowa too. Right. Yep, provide so. more help. And, yep. you know, uh, the healing process from the last 12 months is gonna go on for quite a while. Yes. in addition to the hurting we had prior to all this. So, all right, Murphy's got his treat. We're doing real good here. <laughs> Amanda, I thank you for coming. I help you, thank for, you. and for all, all your hard work you do at Champion thank State you. of Mind for our, our mental health. Well, and you too, Jeff. Thank you for everything you do for the community. It's, it's phenomenal. My pleasure. It's thank part you. of the team. That's all I am. <laughs> all right, we have Amanda Olson again here with us today. We thank her for being with us from Champion State of Mind. And as always, we thank you for watching us right here on Okaboji Broadcast. Okaboji broadcast from the studios at historic Arnold's Park Amusement Park is brought to you by the Scott Troutman State Farm Agency in Spirit Lake, Pure Fishing in Spirit Lake, Last Touch Painting and Cleaning providing interior, exterior, house painting and professional cleaning services in Spirit Lake, Quest Wealth Management, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, advisor Jan Spielman, AJ Spielman and Erica Wachholz. Duckies Marine and Motorsports, repair in Spirit Lake. Bank Midwest, dream big, plan wisely, live well. Lakes Regional Healthcare and Avera Partner. Attorney Bethany Brands at Brands Law Office in Spirit Lake. Ruthven Locker at the Lake, where carnivores are welcome on Hill Avenue in Spirit Lake. Beck Engineering in Spirit Lake. Be Radiant Laser Skin Studio in the Okaboji Plaza in Okaboji. The YMCA of the Okabojis is the Bedell Family YMCA, building strong families and strong communities. 